Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human skull, this is odorous from Guam. We're going to battle Fear Factory. This is George Corps, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Double Drop. This is Wade from Our Lost Enemy. Magnificent Cool Tennessee. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Jasmine Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Green from Simple Tour, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Before we go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the Occult Clothing Brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au. All right, on with the show. I appreciate you joining us on the show, Dave. Uh, how uh, how's everything going in uh, Flaming Wreckage land? Yeah, man, it's going great. Um, we're finally playing some shows, which is a massive relief um, after a year of not doing anything. Oh, we were doing stuff behind the scenes, but we weren't playing, so you know that's that's why we do it. Um, but yeah, it's been good to get back out there, man. We've, um, it's, we're kind of in the middle of this kind of weird spaced out tour just because we had to reschedule everything so many times. We just kind of jumped at any dates we could get. Um, but we're going all over the country, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, we've done two shows so far. We did Sydney and Newcastle, um, both been killer and, um, yeah, man, new albums out. So it's just been, it's been a long time coming. It's been a lot of work, um, building up to this kind of moment i guess and now it's all out and we can get out there and play some shows it feels really good it's a big relief well the new album of course is uh cathedral bones and uh cathedral of bones i should say man i've only had a couple of sips of this one um but yeah (laughs) bones man it's a killer album and people are absolutely loving it man like the feedback online looks like you you really released a winner here and uh you know you held back on the release understandably you know, with everything yeah. that happened with the shit show of 2020, but um, it's out there, man. How, I mean, it must be a massive relief that it's out there. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah. Like you said, we did, we did sit on it for quite a while and um, just based off the, the reaction that it's got in the last, you know, almost months now it's been out. Um, I'm, I'm really stoked that we did wait. Um, like ideally we would have put it out last year, but um yeah, like I said, it was a shit show. And um, we, we're we just not in the position where we can put out an album and like ha- have it go well without getting on the road. Like it's, it's really difficult to, you know, like unless you're fucking Metallica, like it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty hard to put, it, put a record out and have people, you know, I, I just didn't want people to forget about it straight away, you know what I mean? And I, I've, I've had other like really close mates of mine and other bands that were in the unfortunate position last year where, they you know did release albums at a really bad time and just not being able to go on tour it's just it's just really 
shitty situation, especially when you've worked on something for so long. Like this album took, I think it was like almost two years of writing. Wow. And then plus the, like a, another year of just sitting on it. Like it got to the point where we just heard it too many times. And, you know, you go through that whole thing in your mind where you're like, oh, I'm just second guessing myself. Is this even that good? Um, but yeah, like as soon as we put the first single out, I was just like, yeah, we've done the right thing here. We've waited the right amount of time and now everything's slowly come, creeping back in. And um, yeah, man, like I said, it's a massive relief to get it out there finally. It's been, it's been very cathartic, I would say. Well, it's definitely been timed right. That's for sure. You know, I do. I've had yeah. mates of mine too that did the same thing. They released the album and they've had to wait to tour. Um, but, you know, people yeah, are still the, going out in force. The delayed album launch of like, you know, a year later. I didn't really want to be in that position. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, we're still yeah, support. I mean, yeah, for sure, man. And we just, we got lucky. Like, we, we were in the position where we could do that. Mm. Like, um, I know bands that were, you know, like this time last year, pretty much, it was just like shit was changing by the day. And if your album was due to come out in March 2020, you'd probably go, oh, that's it's going to be all right. You know, it, I'm sure it'll all blow over in a month. Not knowing that, you know, you're probably going to cancel a whole year's worth of touring yeah. and all the rest of it. So, yeah, man, like we got really lucky with that. But, um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of the artwork. It's uh, It's so brutal, man. Did you did no, you come man. up with that concept? Who who came up with the uh, yeah? The- um, well, I mean, the, the Cathedral of Bones like concept in itself was something that I've been sort of toying with for a little while. Just got really deep down the rabbit hole of the whole like apocalyptic sort of sort of theme, and like like the dudes on the on the front cover that are kind of like building the cathedral. It's just like a you know each bone is like a building block to the apocalypse sort of thing, and that was kind of the the, the concept I was. I was toying with there um and as for the actual artwork itself it was like that was one of the more challenging aspects yeah. of the whole record to be honest like that was we had three different artists that we used um for that like the the, the guy that um designed our logo and has done about five or six different shirts for us this indonesian guy that we normally use for well, pretty much all our art um he had the concept like halfway there and then just went completely dark didn't hear from him, just stopped replying to emails. So we had to move on to someone else and then we got someone else and he wasn't really what we were looking for. And then we hit up Mike from M29 Creative. And I, I mean, as far, like if you're, a, if you're a metal artist and someone says the album's called Cathedral of Bones, it's just like, all right, I reckon I got this. Like, you know, it's it, it, like, there's, there's not much that has to be said about that really. Like he just draw yeah. a fucking church made out of bones and he just absolutely nailed it. Like that was, basically the first thing he sent us like straight off the bat and there was not many changes really so yeah he absolutely nailed it man and he did a whole slew of art to go with the, like the promo and stuff but yeah i'm absolutely stoked with that cover it looks so sick on a big banner it'll be awesome yeah we did um we had like a, a, a pre-order comp so like anyone that had pre-ordered the album went into a draw to win this like massive poster there's this big A1 printout. We all signed it and stuff. And um, yeah, they look pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> what about flags? <laughs> like big flag. You know, remember it used to be the the thing, hey. Like uh Yeah, that was always flags. like the part of the merch bundle. Hey, yeah. Yeah. That that on the yeah, card. Maybe we should do something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Cool. <laughs> I want to get I want to do some uh, yeah, I definitely want to do some vinyl. Um, but it was it was a bit of a, a like 
we've never done vinyl before and I really wanted to do it for this record, especially given the quality of the artwork. But um, just like the way that the track listing was laid out, like I, I didn't even know that you had to have like a certain amount of minutes on each side of the album. And like, cause it's a nine track album. The, yeah. the, the track in the middle, like track five is too long. So even if you, no matter which side you put it on, it's, it's over. So the only way we can do vinyl is if we do two discs, which I still definitely want to do down the track, but it just makes it really, really expensive. Oh yeah. Um, but the good thing about metal fans are they're massive collectors of that shit. So um, yeah, it's definitely in the pipeline, man. I wanted to get that done before the end of the year, hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be amazing, dude. They'll, they'll buy it, even yeah. if it's like the two yeah. di- the two discs. That's, right. that's a picture disc. Would you go picture disc? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to get like a, a couple of different variants, like like maybe like a blood splatter or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see that. I want to see that cover on some vinyl, man. It looks too. It's too good. And a whole, I, I guess it'd be a. A pretty special moment too to hold the the vinyl in your hand. Oh, totally. And you know, experience even just that. holding the CD was cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. It's like it's just like it, it. It's always a special moment when you get to hold like the physical copy of something that you put that much effort into. Um, but yeah, definitely the vinyl. Yeah, just like holding it up, it's fucking sick. <laughs> Going straight to the pool room, mate. Frame it on the wall. That's right. Yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely where where do you come up with your concepts and stuff like that? everyone's got their own little process sometimes you know be driving to work ideas will pop in their head where, where do you find that you get your inspiration you know um just from all over man like it's funny you should say that driving to work i drive for work so i've got i've got a lot of time on the road to think about that kind of stuff and basically like 90% of my thought process is just band stuff. So I'm always thinking, like, especially when we were writing for this album, I was like always thinking about lyrics and I'm really, I'm my worst enemy when it comes to that stuff. Like I rewrite my own, like lyrics, especially a, a million times. And I get, I get really deep into like specific concepts, especially on this record. Like, there's, like I said before, there's a lot of sort of apocalyptic stuff going on. And um, yeah, I mean, and you can, you can pull inspiration from anywhere, man. Absolutely. Anyway, so you know, you just got to keep your 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 eyes and ears open for that kind of stuff. And I just, yeah, just get inspired from like all angles. It's really cool. Like I think you got to keep your mind open to, to that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, man. Like I've this album as well. Like I there's there's some like personal stuff on there. Like I wouldn't go as far as to say that it is a concept record, um, but. Yeah, I think it's a cool blend of like, you know, social and like apocalyptic themes. They all kind of blend in together and um, it just makes for, it's pretty bleak, like the whole the, the whole theme of the record. But it's just like, I just explored that sort of vibe in like a bunch of different ways. Um, and that can come from like personal experience or just anything really. Um, just being in a band was one, like just like the, like touring and like just the shit that you come across from being in a band. I think that was that that was definitely something that I pulled from like, like just the mode of travel and the experiences that you, you, you come across from being in a band. It's not like anything else really. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that was, that was a big one for me. And um, yeah, just exploring all those sorts of themes is really interesting, man. It was really, really, really cool. See, that's the thing. A lot of people see all the rad stuff, but they don't see the blood, sweat, beers and oh, totally. beers. You know what I mean? Like people see all the good, 
awesome stuff, yeah. but they don't see the struggle behind it. Yeah. So uh, that's right. I mean, like one one of the one of the the second single we released, "Running Blind," like the concept for that song was like that's become almost our our, our mantra now. Like there's a line in that, um, "Don't bury the pain, use the hate," and that's something like we were that that song was written um, when we were in tour in, in Europe, and um, I don't want to like go too far into it, but there was a few egos at play. I'll just leave it at that. And um, I uh, you, you know like we as a band we we kind of had this meeting one night and we were just like, look, it's not going to work. If we're just gonna, you know, like go and get into a war of words with these dudes, I reckon we sh- we just got to get on stage and just smoke them every night, sell more merch than them, go harder than they they're gonna play. Like fuck it, just go harder. Um, so it's that 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 song was just more about like just like channeling those negative emotions into something constructive, and that was that was something that I feel is like really boosted the band's. Um, just the way we like we go about it like there's no point picking fights it's just way more productive to just get out there and smash it and do what we do um so yeah that was that was something that that, yeah we we really stick to like even to this day so that was really cool that's awesome man Uh, of course uh you worked uh, once again with uh, the legendary uh chris the milk Sorry, dude. Uh, Chris Lamelko. From, uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he's incredible. Um, he, he, he does such amazing work. How was it working with, with Chris again? Man, it was awesome. Like, uh, it was the second time we worked with him, but this time was the best because he, um, th- like this whole album, we did drums in a studio, but the rest of it was just recorded in my living room. Um, and we just wow. like, reamped everything. So, like his home, like th- that was the first album that he's done, like um, outside of Melbourne, I think. So yeah, he just like brought this little bag up to Sydney and just stayed in my house for like two weeks, and we just smashed it. It was awesome. Like, awesome. and like the thing with Chris is like he's a guy that really understands our band and he likes our band, and that's like, like that just makes it so much. You know, like he, he's pumped to get a good result as well. And it's like, and and during that process, he always, he almost becomes part of the band. You know, he's like, we did a shitload of pre-pro on this record, which was like a hugely beneficial thing. Like we've never really done that before. And that was with Dom Simpson from Darker Half. Um, we spent a lot of time just like crafting the songs before we took it to Chris and it was 95% finished. But um, like just his insight and like just l- little things that he offers like along the way, and like you know, especially for me personally, because he's like, he's a guitarist and a singer, and that's you know it's the same here. So when we're doing vocals, um, you know, he'll just push you that little extra mile. And um, yeah, like like I said, man, just like him wanting to get the best out of the band is just like such a hugely beneficial part of the recording process. And he's just so like so professional and just all over it. And like just the the difference in like uh, skill level between from flesh to dust and cathedral of bones is just incredible like and I, I was at the time when we did flesh i was like this is the fucking you know best production i've ever heard and this is you know it's such a tight unit that we're working with here and when it got to this record i was just like i didn't think it could get any better but holy shit like <laughs> it's man. so solid so yeah yeah and he's like he's a really close friend of the band too so yeah man it's awesome to work with him we would highly recommend where'd you do your vocals uh, also in the living room. Oh, really? <laughs> we built a little, um, yeah, we, we built like a little 
um, enclosure with a couple of mattresses and like a sheet over my head. And um, yeah, that's how he did it. No complaints from like, the neighbors? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh man, we, we were going through a bit of a shit time with our neighbors, so fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but like recording vocals is a bit of a pun. Like that's that's my least favorite part of recording. Like I like I like doing guitars because it's like a creative thing. Like you can just keep adding layers and stuff, and it's it's quite it's fun. But you know you can't do vocals for more than two hours, maybe. Um, it's hard so, work, yeah, it's man. People don't understand, grind, man. And, Dude, yeah. Take and then you you do a take and you go, no, oh, I can do it better. I'll give yeah. it one more go. I'll give it one more go. And they're going, we've, we've got enough. We've got enough. I'm like, no. One more. Yeah. And like, if, if you're the guy that's written it, it's just, it's <laughs> never good enough. It's true. So yeah. I it was hard, man. And it, it was, it was the middle of summer too. So, I, um, and Chris was like, you're not allowed to drink. You're only allowed to drink tea and, and warm water. And I was like, man, it's like 40 degrees. Can I just have one beer when we finish? He's like, no, we got oh. two more days, and then you can have a beer. Like, oh, man. It's punishing. Mate. Yeah. But um, no, it was good. Like, I, I, I think he really got the best performance out of me. And um, yeah, like, we, we pushed it really fucking hard. But I'm really happy with how it sounded on the record. So it was worth it. <laughs> Boy, it, man, it sounds incredible. Like, it sounds really, really fucking good, dude. Like Thanks, amazing, man. yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to emulate it live now, which is even harder. <laughs> I get. Do you find that that you know you you write all that material and you you push yourself in the studio or push yourself at writing, and then when it does come time to um, jam it out in the live situation, that you've got to try and I don't know re <laughs> refigurate things and like because you played a couple of oh, these totally, live man. right recently. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. on this tour. We're basically playing the whole album except for one song, I think. Um, but like that—that's that's just part of the process. Like, you, you kind of have to relearn the songs before you play them live, because like for us at least, it's all—it's just about like getting the best possible like take or, or like the best possible like recording. Absolutely. And that just comes at any cost. So if it's going to be an absolute motherfucker to do live, it's like, we'll worry about that later. So, um, you know, there's heaps of songs. I'm like, why the fuck did I write that? That's just <laughs> going to be the worst. To sing live. Um, but I, I, I had a couple of lessons with, um, with Kane from the Amenta. Ah, and, um, the best, the, the best. Yeah. And like, I've only, I, yeah, I had like two or three with him and he was really cool, man. Like he's like, you know, I'm going to try, I want to teach you how to scream with feel, um and you know if even if you have shit monitors and like i want to get that power across and that was something that i really wanted to do um on this like touring cycle because like when we, like when we went to europe i was like you know like touring australia it's not really like you don't play every night you do at most two three shows a week yeah yeah um, but when you're playing every night like and i didn't really realize that it was going to be that much of a strain on my voice so after that tour i was like i really need some lessons but i like I, I, I sent him a few of the new songs and I, I really wanted to emulate that power live. And um, yeah, just like, like all, he just showed me a bunch of breathing exercises and stuff like that. And it's just really helped. Um, I'm much more conscious of warming up properly and like the way I'm breathing on stage now, which is really helping me out. So yeah. Thanks Kane. <laughs> yeah. Good. I want to get lessons with Kane too. 
He's a good dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. And yeah, very good, very good teacher as well. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, of course, I mean, uh, you know, the new album has a very personal song on there. You know, the uh, the Voiceless, which is, of course, about your sister. Yeah, um, that's that's such an amazing song, man. And how how was it writing that and putting it together? And how did how did the boys support you with that? Because I, I could imagine that song would have really taken a lot for you to put that down on paper. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, like I said before, like I'm my own worst enemy with lyrics, but that one in particular, like, um, wanted to get that, you know, pretty pretty spot on, as you can imagine. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough concept. Like, you gotta, you gotta. Uh... Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Yeah, it's the Priceline Negotiator, and I'm here because I'm tired of you getting less. Less sunshine, less fun, less bang for your buck. It's time for more. That's why I'm getting you up to 60% off your favorite hotels, along with exclusive deals on rental cars and flights. Because when you save more, you can do more. More sunshine, more fun, a lot more for your dollar. Every trip is a big deal, so visit Priceline.com to get more out of your next trip throw yourself back into the fire a little bit there and just like dig up some memories that are not so not so nice i guess but um yeah man like it was very it was a cathartic process i think like just to get that like on paper and 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 down like and and the video clip as well was something that was it was a whole it was a whole package like i wanted the the song and the clip and everything to just you know paint a really strong picture of like just the concept of resilience and just like overcoming a lot of barriers and just that that kind of thing and yeah the boys were super supportive of that um and uh yeah i'm really really happy with that song man it's fucking powerful but um, he's a very powerful they're often the best ones thanks man have you have you had people contact you oh uh, yeah it was it was when i when i showed my mum and dad they were like oh that's full on <laughs> oh really because um, it's kind of written yeah. yeah i mean it's kind of written from their perspective you know like uh just yeah, just trying to get through it at all costs, kind of thing. That that's the concept I really wanted to get across. So, um, yeah, when when I um, started in the lyrics and like like heard it and stuff, they were pretty emotional. But um, yeah, man, it's cool. Like it's 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 like I said, it's a cathartic process to get those sort of songs down. And like I've I've never really gotten into territory like that before, like that personal. Like I've written songs about people that I don't like and stuff but that's easy to just be like you know fuck you fuck you fuck you but <laughs> yeah if you're you know when, when you're writing stuff that's like you know really deep and from the heart it's, it's it's a different story but yeah I'm really happy with how it came out so it's it's a lot hard I've, it, I, I've thought about that in the past man it's a lot harder to to write something like that than the fuck you fuck you fuck you <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean it's it's a completely yeah 100%, yeah yeah, yeah. But you know you've you've done it very very well. Yeah. Have you and had people like, with the clip as well? Like I. Either. 
I think we're getting a bit of a delay. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'll go. Then you go. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the weather. That shitty, shitty weather. But um, yeah. Sorry, I cut you off, dude. No, you're right. Um, yeah, just like when we were doing the clip, another thing that was like an, a, a really challenging aspect was um, just trying to get the concept across to the um, videographer we were working with, James. Um, great guy. And he ended up doing, he's done a, quite a few things for us. Um, but yeah, like I had this concept that was kind of, um, you know, like I, I, I wanted it, like I wanted it to be in a prison and I wanted it, like, to, to represent that kind of concept of being like trapped mm. and like it was just like the the concept itself was just you know this free-flowing thing i just i was i was kind of like doing it on the fly and i kept like much like the lyrics that got rewritten like quite a, quite a few times as well but i was dealing with this guy that i didn't really know very well and trying to explain a very personal part of my life to this guy that I hardly knew was like just immensely challenging because you know he's just like I'm just like throwing stuff down and he's like oh what if we did this I'm like yeah but it's not about that at all so it's just really hard to get that across Um, but he was really patient and really um, really helpful with the that whole process and yeah that clip was fucking great as well man like that was an interesting one to film Um, but had some really close mates that worked with 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 me on that too like my friend Kate who played like it's it's the the role of my sister I guess is like yeah. loosely represented in the clip um with like the sewn shut mouth and stuff because she's non-verbal so that was one of the main things I wanted to get across yeah. um but yeah man there was yeah the whole like from starting writing that song to finishing that video clip was just immensely challenging but um yeah like I said it's fucking definitely worth the worth the journey have you had people contact you after seeing it and, and listening to the song about their own stories and how they um, to it? Yeah, man. I wasn't really expecting too much of that, but I have had a couple actually. And um, yeah, it's, it's great. Like that it's, you know, it's hitting people in, in the right place, but um, yeah, like I, I always like to write our lyrics in, in like from a, like it's, I like to keep it a little bit open to interpretation. Like, um you know it, it can seem like direct for me but if if someone can take something else from that concept entirely that's that's great like you know it's just it's more it it can be seen as a more broad concept like just the concept of resilience and strength can be interpreted in shitloads of different ways so it doesn't have to be specifically about having a disabled sister in that exact situation like you can take all sorts of positive things from that so um yeah man if people can get anything out of that it's just great how's it playing it live it's really hard to play yeah Uh, just because yeah like it's just from a technical perspective it's really hard song to play live but um yeah there's always one bit like the um just before the solo that's like a really powerful riff and that bit always gets me a little bit but it's good like it gives me that extra bit of energy just to get to like through the through the song and um yeah, man. I just got to be careful with those kind of songs because, like, when you when you're really pumped and like you, yeah. that's how you blow your voice out if you just like pushing a little bit too hard, you know. But um, yeah, you get that like raw emotion out, and like I really want to get that out um live, like from a live um, point of view as well. So yeah, man, it's really really fun one to play live. I just got to got to stay in shape to get that one out properly. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. I am keen as fuck to see you boys uh, in... When, when are you playing up here? May, isn't it? There's a festival south side of Hellfest. Yeah. Black Reno and Massive. Yeah, man. That's going to be that awesome. Be cool. Huge. Yeah, that'll be a great show. We um, yeah, It worked out pretty well. Like We had another show booked on the same date and um, we're just about to release this um, House Fox Sessions thing that um, Ryan from Black Reno does. He's got a studio um, just north of Sydney and he does these like little live sessions with a bunch of different bands. So we just did one of those. And while we were there, I was like talking about some tour dates and he's like, oh, yeah, we, we got this show, this show. We're going to Brizzy in May. I was like, oh, yeah, what date? He's like, oh, the 8th. I'm like, fuck, we got that booked. <laughs> um, so... I was like, well, I don't want to compete with you guys. So do you want to just like join forces? So yeah, we just ended up getting a bigger venue than what we both had anyway. So it's just going to be, it's going to be great, man. I can't wait for that one. It's going to be a ripper. Monday, biggest hangover. I reckon that's going to be the massive party up here, mate. It's going to be huge. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Every time we go to Brizzy, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a party. <laughs> it's always good fun. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, how's it been planning tour though? You know, through everything, oh, mate. not knowing exactly what's going on. It seems like it's 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 going all right now, but how was it putting it together? Yeah. It's been pretty tough, man. Like last year, um, we had a bunch of shows that got cancelled, obviously. And um, I was just trying to stay um like just trying to plan that out to coincide with the album release um to make it the launch tour. Um, that's been the hardest part. Um, and it's just been real tough, like rescheduling stuff. Cause you know, each state has had different like restrictions and like we were, we were supposed to start this tour at the end of Feb. Um, but it just like the first show was supposed to be in Adelaide and then, um, it just got too close and we're like, fuck, we've got to start worrying about like promo and, um, flights and stuff. And even though those shows did go ahead for the other bands, it was just too hard for us to commit to that. Yeah. So like, um, so that happened a couple of times. Um, and then you, you kind of just had to stay ahead of the game. Like if you, if something got canceled, you just try and rebook it straight away. And that's why this tour has ended up a little bit spaced out just because we, you know, venues are just all over the shop as well. Um, yeah. Just so whatever date came through, we were just like, yeah, we'll just have it. Um, so but we're taking the tour pretty deep into the year, man. And that's really exciting. Like we're doing a lot of regional stuff, which is really cool. Um, like I don't want to, like we're not going to be able to go overseas for another little while probably. Yeah. So I just, I just figured like, let's just smash Australia. Let's just go everywhere we can. Um, so yeah, we're just booking more and more shows just all over the shop, which is really cool. Like hitting a lot of places you haven't been before. Um, and like, that's, that's a really exciting thing about this um, album cycle as well. Like, a lot of those towns, like, you know, like they haven't seen a lot of um, metal bands come through that often. So, you know, if you go to their town, they fucking love it, man. And, yeah, that's just a really cool thing that we're doing. So, yeah, we, and we want to try and push as many mixed bills as we can as well. That's another thing that I really want to push on this tour. Like, I think um, we're, we're all a bit tired of the whole um, full band formula that's, four bands that sound exactly the same i want to try and spice it up a little bit with a few different bands like you know stone and rock thrash metal death metal why not like i think it's good for 
the bands you get to play to different people and people like the punters get to see a bit of a mixed bag as well so um yeah so we're just going to try and push that kind of thing as much as we can and yeah like it's been a bit of a punish trying to book some of the shows but you know what man fuck it like we're out on tour now so hey man gonna keep booking it just keep rolling man it's it's yeah that's awesome and i mean you've toured internationally and you played uh you, you toured uh indo indonesia yeah yeah that's like one of my dreams man like those guys over there, they I hear nothing but they love oh, the metal and and yeah, they Hamasonic. love it. Did you guys do Hamasonic? No, we um we did we did like three shows. We were supposed to do eight, but we got kicked out of the country. So <laughs> oh, what? Long yeah. Story. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. We um yeah, we just like the the promoter we were with it was an absolute legend and um you know I, you know we did our research before we went there we knew a bunch of Aussie bands that had toured on the same sort of circuit but uh, I guess we just got unlucky we had a, we had a show where some um, undercover cops rocked up and took our passports and they just held on to them for a few days and we they were basically like if you don't get a flight tomorrow you're fucking out of here so yeah we just had to leave it was it was pretty upsetting but. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing, man. It was a really intense time, actually. But um, yeah, man, hectic. It that was hectic. um, yeah, it was hectic. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, like like you're saying that like the death metal scene there is fucking insane. Like everyone is just frothing on it. Um, yeah, we played with some crazy bands there, man. Like they're all like you know just fifteen year old kids just playing at two hundred and eighty BPM. It's full on. Um, but yeah, like I was really disappointed. I mean, we would have loved to have finished that tour. Like it was such a good time. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the most intense things we've ever been through as a band. And like, after that, like when you go through something like that as a band, you just like, and, and you still want to go out there and still keep touring. I think you're, you're in it for life, you know, (laughs) (laughs) would you give it another crack over there? Would you ever, um, I'm not sure, man, like. Like I, I probably would, but I don't know about if the other dudes would. It was, yeah. it was pretty crazy. Like, yeah, like I got like taken into a room with this um, immigration officer guy and just questioned for like two, three hours oh. about while we were there. Like, like the whole, yeah, it was pretty full on. Like the whole thing was that we didn't have the right visas, but we weren't, we weren't making any money there. Like, no one can make any money there. Like, it's, you know. The kids are wild, but they don't have cash to spend on merch. We weren't getting paid for any shows, but um, they they said that we were promoting the shows still, so we had to have a visa for oh, advertising. Really? But like you know, it's all it's corrupt as fuck. So, oh, that's yeah, a that's a real bummer. Yeah, man. I mean, like it, it sucked to cut the tour short, but yeah, the shows we did do were fucking amazing. Like, yeah, it was really fun. Well, I mean, uh, another thing talking about merch. You mentioned merch. You guys got some awesome merch, and you just sold out of your hot sauce. <laughs> I love the name of it. Was it the yeah uh, caps capsiclism? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've got some right here actually. Oh, here look at that! That's one of the. That? <laughs> that's one of the last bottles. Um, yeah, we're all sold out. Um, yeah, it was cool, man. I thought like it, it, it's been a bit of a thing, like a lot of metal bands have been doing hot sauce and getting creative with merch and stuff, which I reckon is really cool. Like, you know, why not do some more interesting stuff? 
Um, and I mean, I, I wanted to do a hot sauce for ages just because of the name of the band. It goes pretty, pretty hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fun. Like, mate, it's my recipe. I made it myself with um, oh, cool. with with a mate from work. So, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, what do you, what do you yeah, man? Like, what do you had with it? Have you? I mean, obviously, you made it, so you would have. You know, you you you've had it yourself. What's your signature dish? Yeah. What's the? Oh, it's it's just a good like everyday sauce, just on top of anything. It's really good on um, just like charcoal chicken. That's probably the best thing to have it on, I reckon. Nice. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, man, it was fun. I never, I've never made like a big. I, I love cooking, so, but I've never made like a a big batch like hot sauce before. It was really fun. I uh, I recently got a bottle of the the Amenta hot sauce. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's um, that's Darcy's uh, hot sauce. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yeah. Um, uh, bump in, uh, sauce code. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, had some just before, and I uh, put a little bit too much, and uh, man, <laughs> it's it's got bite. In trouble. Yeah, I wa- I thought I was in trouble. Yeah. Hey, I thought I was going to be like uh, walking out <laughs> into the desert, you know, who uh, talking to a coyote or something, you know, like Homer. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I got through it. Yeah, I got through it. I survived. You all right, well, Dos? That's, that's how you know. That's how you know it's a good sauce if you're tripping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I don't need enough. I'm trying to build up that tolerance at the moment so I can get to the the hotter yeah, right. stuff, like that. You know what I mean, like. I want to be able to sit there and uh, eat the Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Well, this one was um, one of my good mates has a, a like a jerk chicken um, barbecue food truck. So he makes all his own sauces and marinades and stuff. So I just sent him a little um, sample of my like initial recipe and he tweaked a few things. And then, yeah, we just like put it together, like together. I was, yeah, it was cool, man. Um, but yeah, like when I first gave him a little sample, he's like, oh, you need like three times more chili than that if anyone's <laughs> going to take you seriously. So like it would bump up the heat a fair bit. But um, yeah, man, it tastes really good. I'm pretty, pretty stoked with it. It was good. I just, um, we, we just had, we had a few blowouts in the in the merch orders though. Like a few of the lids uh, like cracked and a few, few shirts got destroyed by chili sauce. Oh, um, brutal. But, um, luckily they were all in Sydney, so I was able to sort that out in house. But um, yeah, fuck. That was pretty pretty annoying. I don't know what Australia Post are doing, man. It's like they you know, dropping about the back of the truck and then just reversing over it just to make sure. But um it's like, it's like in Ace Ventura, you know, when he's like yeah. pack, he's like throwing it around and kicking it and then he's yeah. like, pretty oh. sure that's what happened. That's yeah, man. Mate, yeah. We uh I we that's a whole other episode, but um, is there more yeah, hot sauce yeah. in the way? Are you gonna? Do- um, I wouldn't mind. It- I wouldn't mind doing another one. Yeah, I want to do like a like a green one, like a jalapeno serrano blend. Maybe that'd be cool. Um, I like my my go to like thing is like Mexican food and pretty pretty. Me and my missus cook up a mean mean taco spread, so um, wouldn't mind doing like this. This hot sauce started out as like a little red salsa that I was doing, and they just evolved into this but i wouldn't mind doing like a green one i reckon that'd be cool let me know because i'll be down for it all right copy all right <laughs> when you get it out yeah, and cool. I'll, I'll be uh money down money down 
yeah, sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you've got the shows, you've got the tour, everything seems to be happening for you guys right now. Um, what's what's next? What, what's what's on the on the cards for the rest of the year apart from the touring and, and the hot sauce, bro? Um, we're gonna do some more merch in winter. Like, I think we'll, we'll probably do like a long sleeve and maybe a hoodie. Um, and yeah, just more touring and we'll just see where that takes us. Like I'm going to, I'm putting the feelers out for international stuff already. Cause it's like, you know, it's kind of a join the queue situation. Yeah. Like there's so many bands that have, uh, had stuff canceled obviously, and they're going to be more of a priority. Um, um, but I definitely want to get over to Europe on this album cycle. So we'll see how that goes, but you never know, man. Um, and, but I like to do some more writing as well. Like last year we were in a bit of a weird position. Like we had this album ready to go um, and we just wanted to tour it, but we couldn't. So we had all this time and like, I don't know about you, but like rehearsing without a set list is fucking useless. It's really boring. And like, we just couldn't get any vibe. So we just started writing more stuff. So we've already got like a bunch more shit in the bank, Um, but we haven't touched it for, like quite a few months obviously because this new record is sort of the priority but um you know yeah it'd be cool to like get back and stuck stuck into that again and just see see where all those songs are at and yeah you know just like keep an eye on those songs kind of thing like i don't i don't want to like leave it until we finish this whole touring cycle and then go oh yeah we had some songs i seem to remember and you know and then (laughs) we haven't played them for two years and no one knows how they go so um yeah, man. I don't know. I think we're just going to try and keep busy in all um, all departments and just, yeah, keep it rolling. But yeah, main priority is just to play as many shows as we possibly can. I think that's the main the main thing we want to do. So, yeah, just start any all corners all corners of Australia. We're going to try and hit. So, yeah, should be fun. Exciting times, dude. Well, I'm I'm pumped yeah, to see you guys in Brisbane. That that's for sure. But uh, in the meantime, dude, thanks for hanging out. And uh, of course, we're going to have all the links to uh, Cathedral of Bones right down here, plus the merch and everything else you got. Um, And we'll see you in Brisbane, brother. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, man. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 